Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I'm Charlie Lobosco. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. Uh, and this is our fourth show with Talk Zone. I know. I can't believe it. You know, I just want to say first, you guys should dial in early because the previous show we were learning a lot from, InfoTrack. Um, just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, I learned a lot from the commercial, too. Yeah. About putting a kid in a car seat. <laughs> Did you know that when you're care certified in the workplace, you have a better chance of being successful? <laughs> That's absolutely true. See? <laughs> um, okay. So um, I want to say hello to our terrific producer, Dave, um, as well. Okay. So I'm really excited about next week's show. We have a change of pace. We have Patricia Kerr, who is some sort of, I, I can't explain it, but it has to do with yoga and yoga retreating and fulfilling your mission and having yoga help you get there? Well, I think that's kind of funny that you said yoga retreating. I think you meant like yoga retreats, right? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Not retreating from yoga, although I have retreated from yoga because I stink at yoga. Right. But so, I'm looking forward to talking to her to see if I can get past my fear. Right. Um, and we just want to go back to last week. Man. Last week was good, right, with John Garner? Yeah, we got to have him back because we were talking about his encyclopedia, basically, sized book on all of the rules and what you need to know about healthcare. And what's good about John is he can say, well, that's on page 122 of the healthcare. I book. know, but again, nobody understands it. So after the show, we were sharing what we learned with some friends, yeah. and it was like, Really? I didn't even know healthcare was working. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I just want to say, right, politics aside, there's no reason for anyone to not have healthcare right now. Or to stress about it. Or to stress about right. it. I mean, it's like the last thing you want to stress about, which we got that from Kathleen Woodward a long time ago. A long right? time ago. Yeah. And, you know, for us personally, we have been um, impacted and we do have personalized health care, and it came through um, beyond our wildest expectations. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely exceeded our expectations. Yeah, so we're grateful for that. Well, and I think that it's a nice segue into our conversation today with Corinne Summers, right? Because Corinne is all about career career reinvention. She's a novelist, she's an author, she's a producer, and she went from corporate and completely changed careers. And a lot of times people are worried about career reintervention and about switching careers because of health insurance, right? Exactly. And so that was perfect to have that and now moving right into Corinne. I think that's a great a and great segue. It is. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to sound like um, on QVC, but I would say, <laughs> oh, my God. I No, that's driving me, John. I can't, yeah, I can't wait to 
speak with Corinne yeah. and learn from her. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about reinvention, I mean, this is unbelievable what she has accomplished, and we're going to go over all of that. Um, and let's remind everyone, if they have any questions, how to dial in, you just call us at one eight 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 go for it and that is one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And if you have a question, Dave will put you through, and you can come on live and join the conversation. Yes, and um, also communicate with us. Send us an email, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Any, info, any emails we get from you guys, we will send back our watch list template, which is a great working tool that we use in the corporate workplace. And also, don't forget, if you missed any of the shows, you don't have to dial in right at 4. We understand that 4 o'clock Eastern is not always convenient, especially when you're in corporate. So um, the replays are always, always available on TalkZone.com. Yes. And we're uh, under business. Um, excellent. So before we go on, um, let's just talk about what we're doing, right? We have okay. a, a, a lot going on. We really need to hear from you guys, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. Um, let's start with you. What do we want to say first? Um, so at the end of July at University of Cincinnati, I will be conducting my Stage Fright to Stage Zen workshop. So if you have any questions on that, please reach out to us at ctradioinfo.com, and I can pass that along for you. Um, and we also have our shared leadership. Yes, at the end of July also at Community University. We give back through mm-hmm. Community University. Right. Um, we also have a lot going on after July. We have some... Care seminars coming up in October. We're going to be making a road trip to New York City in October as well. So if you're in those areas, if you're in the Cincinnati area, in the New York area, we're also planning something in the Chicago area in the early autumn as well. So um, we will be making the rounds. Yeah, that would be great. Yes. Okay. So so, let's talk about Karen. Yeah, Karen. I'm sorry if if I... say the name incorrectly, but, you know, so the the target audience for Corporate Talk is corporate people, people yes. working in a corporate environment. Right. Um, and then we hear things like, well, why would you have someone on who's this um, author of an erotic thriller, right? <laughs> um, and it's so perfect and there's so many things I want to ask when she comes on, you know, how did she leverage her corporate background? Just mm-hmm. like we say to each other. Right. Right. Um, right. Because um, the only thing I want to add here is, you know, sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes we just go through the motions. Sometimes we blink and then we're 10 years later in our career. I think what we're trying to say here is, if you have a dream, pursue it, right? Right, but having a dream doesn't necessarily mean that you have to leave your job. You know, I pursued acting at night after work, and I'm sure there was a lot of time where Karen was writing at night, too, while she was still at her job, and we'll talk to her about that as well. But, I mean, one thing I just want to reiterate is that following your passion doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to Switch jobs, change jobs, change careers. If that's what you're looking for, then that's great. But it, you can still follow your passion and do both. Well, Just have to allocate some time for it. And thank you for putting me in my place. Why well, I didn't mean to put you in your place. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we, I guess, okay, so let me just maybe tweak that a little bit and say, whatever it is we do, we need to do with a sense of urgency. Always. Always. And passion. And passion. Yes. Um, now, I don't want to throw everybody off, including our producer, um, but what I, I know our guest is holding, and I would like to, if possible, take our first break. This way we can come back uninterrupted. Okay. Okay. So um, if if that's okay, and I want everybody to stay with us, and of course maybe one eight eight eight, go for it. Yeah, four six three six seven four eight. That's one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. I think I just said that wrong. Yes. Okay. Um, so stay with us. This is going to be a terrific show. I can't wait to uh, speak with Karen. Uh, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And here we are your hosts, Eva Lewandowski and Charlie Labasco. So we're excited because we have Karen Summers on the line. And why don't we go ahead and bring her on? Karen, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, Charlie and Eva. Nice to talk Hi. to you. Hi, Karen. It's great to have you on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off already. <laughs> we just started talking. <laughs> That's okay. I thought you two wanted to do the show without me. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to first say that we have met. We take pride in meeting every one of our guests. But, Karen, you know, you were a little different than anyone, a little more unique than anyone we've met, and I think we want to share that with everyone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Enlighten me. How was I more unique? <laughs> yes, more unique. <laughs> well, you were I you were unique were because you actually lived your dreams, right? I mean, you went yeah. from being a corporate finance professional to becoming an author and also a producer, which is amazing because so many people talk about becoming writers, but very few actually go ahead and execute that. So that's, that's what was so different. It was really great. Yeah, that is true. Um, I think about five years ago, I, I got that idea into my head uh, mm -hmm. that uh, I wanted to do something more creative than just the, the banking job I was doing. And uh, my friends and family, they really supported me and encouraged me to finally write a book because I'd been talking about that for quite some time. 
And then I said, yeah, maybe I should just sit down and write a couple of pages to see how it goes. Because, you know, in the corporate world, I'm used to write a lot of reality, board mm. credit applications, marketing material for clients, proposals, what have you, right? That's what you do in the corporate world. And, right. and, and you write reality there. And then from that to switch into fiction, you know, that's quite a different story. So... I, when I set out, I didn't have an exact story of what I wanted to write, just like, you know, little things here and there. But I was very surprised that once I sat seriously down and started with a couple of pages, this material was just flowing. Wow. And, well, yeah. that's and, amazing and, because so prior to that, had you written any fiction? No. What I had done is at work, um, you know, kind of, I guess, to satisfy my creative side, which I didn't know that that was should be, should be so developed. What I did is I wrote little storybooks uh, about colleagues when they left the bank. Uh, I wrote a little book with pictures that you know what we, where we hang out together, what we did together, meetings we had, and things like that. And I put pictures in there and little stories next to the pictures. And then I called this book, This Was Your Life at Such and Such Bank. And I handed it to them when they left the bank as a farewell gift. And people were so taken with this. These books, number one, they were entertaining and sometimes pretty funny. And uh, on the other side, you know, it was touching. It was very emotional to them that their life at the bank was now documented there by someone who worked with them. And uh, so I realized I have some kind of, you know, talent in that direction. But still, it's not a real fiction thing, right? I mean, I Mm -hmm. made up little things next to the photos, um, but still it's not developing characters and making them do certain things. Now, that's a different story altogether. But as I said, uh, once I started, once I sat down and did it, the material was flowing and I couldn't stop anymore. And this is exactly what you said in your introduction there. I heard you where you said um, that you did something at night acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what happened to me. I had to write at night because during the day I was working and working hard. Right. And um, uh, yes. No, I wanted to say, can you, well, first I want to say, we're not talking, I want to speak to the listeners for a second, right? Um, most times we have an author who wrote a book about, you know, their career or, you know, how to, we're talking about an award-winning author here who wrote, um, just like she was describing, characters and, you know, it's, why don't you tell us first the title of the book and how we can buy it right now? Okay. The book title is Desperate Pursuit in Venice, and it's available uh, online in an ebook format and also in paperback. And the paperback can be bought from Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and the ebook, of course, from all online uh, e-readers, e-reader stores. So it's Incredible. pretty simple. You know, go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, to the uh, I, Apple iBook Store, uh, Kobo. They all have it online. It's it's very simple to go go there and get that. And maybe at this point, I would like to tell you that I'm pretty close to finishing the sequel to the book, and that is called Desperate Pursuit in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, yeah! Wow, that's gonna be great. And that. 
you know, my first book has, uh, of course, uh, since that's where I'm coming from, uh, a lot of corporate stuff in there. There's a serious business transaction that could be derailed by one or two characters. And in the second book, I'm going on with another business transaction that could actually cause great harm to one of the characters. So I'm mixing my business life that what I know um, and what I you know, would like to communicate within with the fun stuff of a fiction book. And when you introduced it earlier and it said like erotic thing, well, it, it, is, it does have erotic scenes in there, but they're very tastefully presented and it's not a raunchy type of thing. It's in the context of true love. I, I just think it's incredible. So now you mentioned earlier that the idea came somewhere around five years ago, yeah. right? So does that mean that during the early stages of this, um, you were doing both, kind of like what we were saying, you were working by day and writing by yeah. night? Yes, absolutely. And and herein lies the problem because in the later part, I realized that sometimes when I was in client meetings, and they were maybe addressing a certain problem they were having with something, all of a sudden something happened and I was thinking about what I could do with my characters when I get home. And it has nothing, it had nothing to do with what the client said or what his or her situation, nothing whatsoever because that was a totally different corporate situation. It was just a situation that I needed to work on in the book that I hadn't yet you know, worked on how to really make it come out later on. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a client meeting, it came to me. And I'm going, you know, inside. I go, oh, my goodness, i got to concentrate on this deal here now. I cannot think about what these characters <laughs> have to do later on. <laughs> well, and I think that's great because you're absolutely right. First of all, I think it's amazing that you were able to write Dialogue, having never really done that before, having, you know, never written fiction before, because just developing each of the characters and the storyline and then the dialogue between the characters, that's really difficult. So, you know, hats off to you for being able to do that because that's really amazing. But then I love what you're saying because it's kind of what I say when I'm coaching is sometimes the best ideas come when you're not really searching for the idea. So you're in the middle of a meeting, you know that you've got this plot in the back of your mind, and then somebody says something, and the next thing you know, you're back in your book thinking about yeah. the dialogue. And I know what you're saying. It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, uh-oh, I, I better start focusing on <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing right now. But right. I'm sure that you wanted to like write that down right away and take it home mm-hmm. and work on it. Yeah, but I couldn't. I had to focus on the right. client. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm even thinking here, I get yeah. a sense, right, um, because we have corporate backgrounds, mm-hmm. and we know the detail and, and the analysis that goes into all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, um, I just think it's incredible that you had this vision, but not really – a complete strategy at that point in the beginning and you let it evolve on its own, trusting that it would lead to somewhere that a a strategy would develop. And I'm wondering if that's a direct result of your corporate background. It could be. I I have never figured it out yet, Um, but this is how my life usually goes. Um, sometimes things come to me that I have no idea where they come from. And maybe this is a good point to tell you that 
I never consciously wanted to be a corporate finance professional. Mm. Never. It, it, it also came to me, it, it, I just innocently walked into this. And uh, when I came out of school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I was, you know, thinking what, here, this, and I thought about something creative, but then I dropped that again. And my mother, she was a personal banker for a big German bank uh, because we still lived in Germany at that time. I, I did and my family. And when I picked up my mom sometimes uh, from work, her boss would come out and said, hey, hello, hey, how, why don't you come join us at the bank? And I go, mm, no, nah, I don't think I'm a real banker. I, I don't want to do that. I could not believe later on when I ended up in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what was your degree in? So you were going to school, so what was your degree and what were you studying? No, my degree had nothing to do with finance or business. It had to do with languages. I took a degree in language and Latin, English, French, and, nice. you know, yeah. and, and, and some literature. But it had absolutely nothing to do with that kind of financial uh, work that I would do later on. And, you know, I was lucky, uh, I would say, because one of my employers, um, they just sent me to this training, so and they paid a lot of money for it, so I could do this job. That's amazing. It's amazing. What I think is really amazing, and, and to me what a big takeaway is from what you're saying, is that sometimes if you're just open, things will happen. So even though finance really wasn't your thing and ended up not being, not really being your career for the long haul, it still probably wasn't a bad job to have when you're not really sure what you wanted to do and you were just open to it and you went with it. That's um, right. Mm -hmm. And I think what's great, though, is that you didn't stay stuck in it. When something else started moving in a different direction, you went with that as well. And what I like about what you're saying, and then you, you can correct me where I'm wrong, but what I like about what you're saying is that you never really seem to at any, I'm sure you had some, but at any one point, like really question your ability, you just kind of went with it and then figured out whether or not it was right for you. Is that right. true? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and what I also had, I had a lot of difficulties uh, because the bosses I had in the past, they were not necessarily the best mentors. And mm -hmm. a lot of times they were replaced, uh, you know, pretty fast. And I had to struggle because now I had to work in an environment where I had nobody to, no, no one that I could ask something. I had to come up with a solution um, and tell the top management you know, how to go on until a new boss comes in. So that was very, very difficult. But it somehow, you know, worked out very well and it made me stronger. You know, I love it because yeah. um, just to yeah. go be selfish for a second, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are the attributes in our care program, right? Um, any strategy is a good strategy, and it's okay to circle until a strategy develops, right? Mm -hmm. And But, Karen, in your case, what I also think is interesting is so you were successful in your job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It must have taken courage to make the decision to leave it when it was already successful? It would have taken that kind of courage uh, under normal circumstances, but being that this happened during the financial crisis, it made it a little bit easier. 
Um, I'm a person who is very security minded. If, like, let's say 10 years ago, I would not have taken that step because my idea that I need to be financially secure would have been more prominent than me making that step into the creative world, so to speak. But here we come, 2008, uh, everything goes down the drain in the banking world, and all of a sudden also my situation changes because our bank, of course, being in the middle of this whole thing, also had some issues. And that mean, that meant I couldn't do certain deals anymore. Uh, clients would go somewhere else because our bank became too expensive or other reasons. And all of a sudden, I'm working really, really hard to get deals in, and I lose them left and right uh, because of the crisis. So that is not a fun thing for a banker, I can tell you that. You know, you're working for getting the deal on the books, and it takes sometimes months to work on a deal, very, very hard work, uh, day and night, and on vacation I worked, uh, and then only to find out that, oh, no, you know, we're not going with you because you're too expensive, you're going somewhere else now. So mm -hmm. this is what what made it easier for me to take that step. And uh, You know, here in the States, we went through something yes. very similar, right? And, and I, was, I, too, was working for a major bank that kind of got turned upside down. Uh, so I went through a similar process, um, but there was a, must have been a time, say, when your head hit the pillow at night that you said something like, I can do this. I'm better than this. I know what I feel, and I know what's happening, and I can reinvent myself to the point where I won't need anyone. Yeah, you need a couple of minutes of courage yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a requirement, you would say, right? That's absolutely true. Yeah, you have, and you have to have passion, like you said before in your introduction, passion and commitment to what you want to do. If you don't have that, don't do it. You've got to stick with it. You know, you've got to be sure you want to do this. And uh, many people may not have that perseverance to stick with it because I'm telling you, it's not easy to be a self-published author. Uh, it's almost like opening up your own business like a small new startup business and many of these authors the self-published ones the independent authors how we call each other many of them don't realize that they think oh i'm writing a book and it's going to sell itself now it's not going to sell itself you've got to do marketing you have to do a budget a plan a marketing strategy uh, how do i promote this book and all of them that I met, or, or many of them that I met, didn't have my professional background. And they were just writing away and thinking, oh, some day somebody will discover my book and it's going to just, you know, hit the roof. And I'm standing there and looking at them. I said, really? Are you serious? This is your plan? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so what yeah. I ended up doing, I ended up becoming an advisor to these authors and helping them with their business plans, helping them write um, press releases about their books and things like that, and helping them with social media plans and, and programs. So while I was writing, I also did, you know, a little bit of, of consulting, advising 
for uh, for free. I, I I have to say I didn't take any money from anyone. Um, so because I felt sorry, you know, they all looked up to me. Oh, you're so lucky you have that background, and I don't know, and what is this, and what does that mean, and this. So I go, okay, good, you know, give me, I do it for you, so and so. And then, you know, as you meet more people, they all look up to you, and I, I couldn't say no. I couldn't turn them away. It's unbelievable. I can tell the corporate yeah. background coming out, right? It's mm-hmm. pretty we perfect. It always comes out. Perfect yeah. consultant for that type of work, you know. Yes. Right. Um, Karen, before we go to break, um, I want to ask: Do you have a website you would like to share with us? Yes, sure. My website is www. dot Karen Summers. That's K A R Y N N E S U M M A R S. dot com. Excellent, and uh, we'll share that again for everyone because Karen is a great person to learn from. Her book is "The Desperate Pursuit of Venice," and it's available all over the place. Uh, Amazon.com for one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have a lot more to discuss, so please stay with us. In fact, at the end, Karen, I'm going to ask you something about. That I read in your in your one sheet here about Berlin, but we're going to save that for the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to take a second break. Please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. We'll be right back. Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our very special guest, Karen Summers. And before the break. We were learning about the vision and how it started. I mean, Karen, I'm just fascinated by what you have accomplished, and I'm. I want. I encourage everyone to go to your website, which is www.karensummers.com. K a r y n n e s u m m a r s dot com and learn more. Yeah, and, and Karen, I actually had some question. I had another question for you. So you're going to work during the day, and you're writing at night.、Mm-hmm. What made you decide when were when did you decide that you were ready to actually make the switch from having the corporate do- job to just being a full time author and publishing the book and moving forward with the marketing? Like, was it when you completed the book, or was it sometime after that? No, it was a little bit before.、Uh, mm. It took me about seven months to write the book,、wow. and a little bit before I published it, I would say about、uh, three months,、uh, I decided、uh, it's time to leave 
because uh, as I had these situations going on during the day, you know, like these things about what's going to happen to my characters tonight, what I'm going to do, uh, mm. how I'm going to deal with that situation. When that started popping up during the day, uh, I think that's when I knew um, my life was over as I knew it. Mm. And oh, I, I had to, I had to proceed to the, to the writing job. <laughs> okay. So that's when you actually decided to make the switch and that's when you started then writing full time. Yes, I did. And, you know, I have to say that honestly, I, I saved, of course, I saved money. I made good money in my job. So mm-hmm. it's not that when I stopped that I, I had, I was penniless. You know, I, I had enough money to support myself. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having further dreams, you know, to go on with this, uh, because my next step after I'm finished with the sequel now is another book, but it's going to be on more on the women empowerment and self-help personal growth. Uh, uh, site. I'd like to get into that area too. And then I would like to see my two books made into a movie. Oh boy. Wow. I mean, the confidence, the confidence that you have is really pretty inspiring. And when you were writing the book, especially the first one, because I think once you get the first one done, I mean, that's such a huge accomplishment and you get it published and you have people are purchasing it and they're reading it. I mean, how did you know? especially as a first-time author, how did you know that what you had was a good book? How did I know? Well, mm-hmm. more intuition than anything else. The, the things that I write about and what I have the characters go through, these are current issues that people can relate to when they read it um, because I've seen some people go through it in real life or similar situations, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I figured um, when these people read this this book, they'll they'll be uh, pretty uh, stunned uh, that you know something like that uh, is explained in a book that actually might be happening in their own life, or that they may have experienced either themselves experienced or experienced of seeing it uh, with friends or family. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that um, I. Well, not I think, I know, I used a book uh, as a, um, I, I provided a certain scenario in the book so I could introduce a self-help book in it that mm-hmm. had helped me mm-hmm. many years ago when I was pretty much under stress constantly at work and, and I had to deal with 16,000 different personalities at work, um, especially with one very specific, uh, special one that uh, made could make life really difficult at work. I had met the author of that self-help book, and she had a workshop going. And uh, I was so taken by her book and her methods. I used them, and they relieved my stress. I knew how to deal with this difficult person. It didn't bother me anymore. And so as a thank you, she doesn't even know it. I mean, I never mention it yet. Maybe she has seen it now, but as a thank you, I wanted to introduce her book and mine and show people that with this book, if they have these issues going on and they don't want to seek immediate uh, therapy, professional therapist, that they could use this self-help book to get them over certain things. Jeez, that's unbelievable. That's great. Yeah, it really is. Good for you. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's it's something to be proud of. It seems like you leaned on your own internal trust to keep yeah. going. No right? kidding, yeah. You trusted your own ability. And I love 
earlier when you were saying what you were talking about mentors, right? You were guided by mentors that you didn't choose. And these mentors mm -hmm. really didn't know what you wanted to do. And then at the end of the day, they were all gone and you're still standing. Now what? Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So at some point in time, you had to go internal to move forward. Right, and and it's pretty much like that in my entire life. I always had to stand on my own two feet. Uh, I rather people would come to me, and I had to help them that than that I had help. I was always like thrown into the water and had to swim, you know, mm -hmm. with anything in my career, wherever it was. And so I got pretty used to this early on that uh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm strong. I can do it. It's interesting. You will. The foundation was being built and you didn't even know it, right? Yeah. Early on. Yeah. All these things that you had to get through and get past. Well, that it, was... it built, it built your confidence. Yeah. Right. So once you have that confidence in place, it's like there's nothing you can't do. It seems That's like, right? Because you know that you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. You have exactly. that confidence in yourself and your ability that you know that you can figure out any obstacle that comes in your way. You just know, well, this is just an obstacle. I can stay calm. I know how to, I'll figure out some way to get around it, even though I might not right at this moment in time know what that way is. I don't know what that solution is, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and you know, a, a very good example of that is also uh, what happened next uh, when I became the executive producer mm. of this movie. Um, and this all happened through a contest of uh, an, an online magazine called Mars Social, They're, you know, for a premier online mag magazine for creative talent. And they, they started having a contest which was called the Author Book Film Contest. And this particular filmmaker was, was a judge in it. And um, they were looking for financing to finance their film. And I was approached as a banker, you know, to see if I could maybe assist with that. And I looked at their Kickstarter uh, campaign, the crowdfunding, mm -hmm. and I said, well, you know, I would do a couple of things differently, but it was too late because the campaign was already going on. But uh, long story short, uh, I found out that these two people have amazing talent, creative talent, but from the business side, they, they really needed somebody like me. And so that's how I became the executive producer. I also made an investment in the Kickstarter campaign, and we have become very good friends. Um, I'm the investor relations person, of course, uh, within this um, executive producer position, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy working with them, and, and I'm, I act as their protector. I want them to be able to just, worry about the creative part of this, making the movie, filming this, dealing with the actors, whatever, and I'll have their back on the business side. It's amazing. It's another way to leverage your corporate background, right? So yes. creative talents aside, right? And now you can well, just... Well, no, it's creative talents and corporate background, right? So it's a real unique set of skills it really that is. very few people have. I That's what makes the difference. Yeah, right? and I, I want to interrupt uh, because you mentioned Mars... Social magazine. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Let me add that you were the winner of the 2014 Author of the Year Award. 
Yes, so, thank I mean, you, yes. Mm-hmm. That's yes, something I did to be proud that. of. Yes, thank you for mentioning that, yes. Um, yeah, and that was a pretty tough uh, um, contest, I have to say, because not only did you have to have a good book, but you also had to help the other authors tweet their books, not just your own. And so we had about over 250,000 tweets going um, wow. about this contest and about our books and our fellow authors' uh, competitors' books. And this is also where I helped them again with their press releases because the last phase of the contest was now get publicity. Write a press release about your book and then try to get some publicity, somebody who, you know, publishes something about you in a newspaper or get on the radio or on a TV, wherever you can get. It was one of the criteria you had to have some kind of publicity to go on. And so this is where I have, this is where some of them almost lost it because now they were, oh my goodness, I have never written a press release, right? Now, I right. know what a press release is, but um, they wrote press release. Some of them wrote a press release like in the first form. I did this, I did that, and go, oh, 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 no, 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 you can't do that. You know, a press release is something like totally different. And so here I went again and took those releases and I turned them around into something that is like a real professional press release and let it go and you know I helped them also with making a book trailer you know like taking photos and making a trailer to introduce the book what's in the book because I've been doing that for my book and everybody loved my trailers Um, so you know I helped those uh, guys also to to make a trailer of their book that's terrific I mean so you have like you went from finance and you're now an author and a producer, but you also have this other career where you're helping creatives mm-hmm. with the business side because yes. it's, it's a place where they really, really struggle and very few creative talents really have the ability to do the business. And so you've right. got this other side that you're working with on top of the self-help too. Right. I mean, I could make a career out of it right now. All mm-hmm. I'm calling it is paying it forward. I'm helping these people and I'm not taking any money for it. Uh, I'm, Of course, I can't go on like this because I'm way too busy, you know, with all this going on, what I just discussed with you. Plus, you know, I'm on, on, on various radio shows right now um, because uh, from the... Uh, National Publicity uh, Summit, you know, I got a couple of uh, radio shows, of course, and some magazines uh, that want to write about me. So, you know, I'm busy with that. So, obviously, I got to stop something. Yeah, no, that's good. But the more (laughs) people that can hear and learn about you, the better. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So, uh, we're going to take a break in a second. We're going to come back with our last segment with Karen. We still have some stuff to get to, I just want to share the website, www.karynnesummars.com, karensummers.com, and this award-winning book, Desperate Pursuit in Venice, available anywhere online. Uh, please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Karen Summers, and we're discussing how she came about writing her book, Desperate Pursuit in Venice, which is available on Amazon, and also you can get it from her website as well at KarenSummers.com, and that's K-A-R-Y-N-N-E. S-U-M-M-A-R-S. So, Karen, this has been a great conversation, and we're winding down. We have about mm, about seven more minutes left, and I wanted to talk a little bit about something that you brought up, which was the financing and Kickstarter. And do you have any suggestions for people? You know, because so many times people want to have a creative career, but yet they just don't have any clue as to how to go about supporting that career while they're creating their work. Right. Well, the Kickstarter or the crowdfunding uh, platforms, these are for all kinds of people. Uh, You can, any type of corporate business can go into that and also the creative ones. So you have uh, various crowdfunding platforms uh, online. Uh, the three ones that I'm most familiar with that uh, I've been working with and investing in are Kickstarter. Uh, then there is the Rocket Hub, which is for creative people because they have a partnership with A&E TV. And mm-hmm. if, your, if your campaign on that site is so good that A&E believes in it, uh, they may even finance the whole thing and, and take you on. And then there is uh, Indiegogo, um, another site. And for authors uh, specifically, the the other crowdfunding site is called Pub Slush. Um, When you go into a crowdfunding campaign, you have to write something like a business plan. You cannot just go on there not knowing what you're doing. So this would be a whole new show, uh, Charlie and Eva. uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we cannot cover that in the next few minutes. Mm -hmm. But this you need really you need a banker or, or some kind of financial person to help you with that Kickstarter campaign because it has to have a solid uh, background when you go on and ask people for money because you're asking for money it's you know like a donation almost it's a pledge what they call it and you get a reward for it either a t-shirt or this depending on on, on what level you're investing in um, but still you're asking for money and when you ask for money you have to make sense, and, and people have to understand the project, what they're paying in for. So that would be my advice. When you do your um, crowdfunding campaign, make sure that you have a good business plan on there. That's really great advice. And those and those websites are really good, too, especially like Rocket Hub, where it works with, they work with AMC. They could be, you could be the next Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Right? A and, no, no, A&E, A&E. Oh, A and E. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But, you know, it's it doesn't matter. 
any movie that could be picked up there. If you're a filmmaker mm-hmm. and you put your project on there, you could get very lucky, you know, because if A&E likes it, you know, they might finance the whole thing and you don't have to wait until uh, all your donations come or pledges come in. Um, but, uh, you know, in in reality, I would say um, you have to kind of hope that uh, other pledgers come in. <laughs> What, yeah. what I noticed about Karen is a lot of time and passion is spent giving back. Right? Yeah. yeah. Talks about paying it forward, sharing information with others, right? Mm-hmm. Every opportunity is an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And I really think that's part of it, right? Right. That's, you would say, you know, and a, and a, some, something like law of attraction, like, mm-hmm. right? Where she's sharing what she knows. She's not, protecting it well and giving back always always comes back to you in the long run yep always yep. rather than just holding on so and once again i just want to say to the listeners we're talking to karen summers we're talking about someone who went from corporate executive into best-selling author and executive producer um this is a phenomenal reinvention karen and um like i said it fascinates me so uh, forgive you. me for being starstruck. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I can, you know, you know the saying. It is said that if you love what you're doing, you'll never work another day in your life. And I can honestly say that this is true because I'm living it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie develop and also learn more about the sequel. Yeah, right. it's, yeah. it's really exciting. Um, yeah, I'll keep you updated, yes. Okay, so I have a question um, in the few minutes we have. Uh, I was also being nosy and reading, or doing my homework, I should say, right? Yeah. On <laughs> About you, and you talk about being at the Berlin Wall at the time when it came down. Did I get that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. can well, you just... Share in a minute or two what that experience must have been like. I I wasn't there when it came down that moment. Um, I lived there before it came down, but I wasn't there in that moment when that that the war came down. I, I lived there before it came down, and then um, right after it had been opened, I went there to visit that site. I can tell you this is uh, also uh, that that could be a topic for another show um it's it's an experience that you won't forget it's uh what i experienced living in berlin uh with the wall and sometimes i had to go through the east uh because of the job that i had at the time i I was a sightseeing tour guide just out of school uh Mm. and sometimes i had to cross the west berlin border and go into east berlin and there were like really scary things that happened there because I was the only one with these East Berlin policemen with um, guns drawn, you know, uh, and then I had to walk back by myself to the west side, watched by the you know, people and the, the, the guards and the watchtower. And if you know what happened at that time, sometimes they're shooting without asking questions. Hey, and hey, so hey. I was uh-huh. always afraid that when I had to walk back, to, to West Berlin to wait for that bus to come back um, that I was uh, the sightseeing tour guide on, that um, they would, you know, misunderstand who's walking there and start shooting at me. So it was 
really a scary experience uh, to go through the East at the time when the wall was still up. And after it came down and we went over to visit, I was shocked how badly it looked. The ruins there, nothing was done, nothing renovated. Um, I have no idea how people could have lived that long there. Wow. Sort of like a, a history lesson, right? Yeah, very much so. And when you live in the States now, though, right? I live in the States, yes. I live in New York, yeah. and I also have a residence in uh, in Spain. And, and of course, you know, I have a home in, in Germany still, too. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, so that's I'm, fun. So you I'm get to travel coastal. all over. And... <laughs> no, not by coast, by continent. Yes. <laughs> by continent. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but my my main my main residence and that's also where I pay my main taxes is here in New York in the United States. Yeah, but wow. I have dual citizenship, and uh, yeah, this is another thing uh, that that we forgot to uh, talk about is that not only did I write this book just like that, but I also have to say that English is not my native language. <laughs> Right, we took that for granted, right? Right, yeah. and maybe again, you're leveraging some of your educational background in language and communication. Well, right. but the other thing is too is that anyone that's out there whining about, you know, I've always wanted to write a book but never did. I mean, there's no excuse. It, uh, it's unbelievable. Right? Yeah, there's just no excuse. Um, you know, we're grateful that you are in New York because that's how we were able to meet. Mm-hmm. And right. um, I would like very much to stay in touch, Karen, so we can bring you back and monitor the progress. Uh, sure. But I want to share your website again, KarenSummers.com, K-A-R-Y-N-N-E, Summers, S-U-M-M-A-R-S.com. And the book, uh, Desperate Pursuit in Venice, and available on Amazon. Any listeners, please uh, promote this segment because I, I think it's something everybody should listen to because Corinne has been a great inspiration. Yeah, Corinne, thank you. This has really been a wonderful interview, and we're really looking forward to the sequel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll keep you updated, yes. Thank Excellent. you so much, Charlie and Ava, for having me as your guest. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care, Absolutely. Karen. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Take care. see you. Yeah. Uh, I'm speechless, E. I know, right? I mean... Not even her first language, and here we go. Creating characters on the fly, you know. It's really, that's really hard to do. Yeah. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Dialogue is really hard. That's not an easy skill. So, I mean, a lot of people struggle with that. And then, what, but what I love to me, the big takeaway is, is that just go for it. Like, don't stress about it. But have trust and confidence in yourself. (laughs) Um, A lot more to come on, Karen, and we'll share everything with our listeners. Uh, Patricia Kerr next week. Don't miss it. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you guys soon. Have a great week.